CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. From Orange County. I had no idea that was your husband. To New Jersey. I never expected this. Tepping up, tepping up. Get behind the scenes and relive the drama. Don't talk to him, he's a little twerp. All of this is unimportant to me. With exclusive interviews and celebrity guests. Let me tell you something right now. This is Getting Real with the Housewives. Fabulous. Going with the weird fabulous. Now, here is your host. Hey guys, welcome to Getting Real with the Housewives, a new Real Housewives podcast from right here at Us Weekly, where we break down all your latest Housewives news, give you exclusive interviews with your favorite ladies, and dish the dirt on all things Real Housewives related. I'm your host, Christina Garibaldi. And I'm your co-host, Joe Drake. And before we get started, we want to make sure that you know that you can listen on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This week, we catch up with Erica Jane and Garcelle from the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and talk with Bronwyn from Real Housewives of OC. But before we get to all of that, we have to catch up on all the Housewives news. So, Joe, what is going on? Well, I don't know how we can start this podcast without talking about last night's insanely crazy, drunken episode of The Real Housewives of New York. It was one of my favorites. It was amazing. I mean, there's a lot of amazing episodes of a lot of Housewives cities partying and getting crazy, but I think that one takes the cake. Yes. (laughs) What are your thoughts on tiki torches? (laughs) Well, I know that I won't throw them into dry grass. (laughs) I know. I was like so surprised that like a huge fire didn't spark. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing to get drunk, skinny dip, bring the bottles into the pool, whatever. But like, at what point are you throwing like lit tiki torches? Like someone needed to stop that. And Sonia (laughs) just added fuel to the fire. (laughs) (laughs) She was amazing. (laughs) Were you surprised that Tinsley like took it all off and got in there? Well, you know what? That was the shocking thing because she's like infamously prude. Yeah. I know. So prim and proper. And then all of a sudden Leah comes, Leah comes along and shakes things up. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I I kind of love it. It was, it was just perfectly entertaining, especially since we're all cooped up. I mean, they were living our best lives for us. (laughs) They really were. I'm, I'm, I know we say this like every episode, but I'm so happy that Leah is there. She is just so much fun. Oh, completely. I don't think we would have gotten that episode if Leah wasn't a part of the show. No, definitely not. Um, Another thing that was super explosive was the Real Housewives of Atlanta. They had a crazy finale. And as we know, the reunion was filmed virtually. So Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. We were talking on a previous podcast how we were sort of wondering how this was going to play out because, you know, these reunions, you sort of depend on them being in person together Mm -hmm. for 
the yelling and the hair pulling. And as we know, since we've been home for weeks on end, like, you know, talking to people via video conference is just a whole different ball game. So I can only imagine what it's going to be like. You know, it's not easy to talk over each other via video chat. It really, it really isn't. And that's what they do is like they constantly talk over each other. Right. I'm actually speaking to Cynthia Bailey. So we're going to have that next week. So she'll probably give us a lot of the details on um, the reunion and her thoughts on Kenya versus Nini because we have to talk about this. It's like, it's one thing to go after, you know, the girls and everything like that, but she brought the whole family into it, Nini. Right. And as we've said too, in previous episodes, you know, Nini just doesn't give a crap. She will go low. She will fight against these ladies and do whatever it takes. And it, you know, at some point it becomes unacceptable. It really does. I mean, so basically what happened, right, is that Nini said that Kenya never really even got married, that, um, that, right, that it wasn't, that the baby's not even hers pretty much, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like, what is she going to do? Dig up the paperwork on the marriage and the birth certificate? I mean, this is just like an all-time new low. I mean, and Candy Burris even said that they absolutely got married. There's no reason to sort of even bring this up as a question. It's just sort of a whole new level of absurd. It really is. And no matter like what drama went down between them, like Kenya had a really hard time having a baby and she talked about that and, you know, she went through, you know, IVF and, you know, she waited a long time to find like the right person, even though, you know, it doesn't really work out, but you know, it's also what is needy trying to prove? Right. Exactly. That, you know, yeah, it's, it's very strange. So I think a lot of people are probably siding with Kenya on this one. I would imagine And it'll be interesting to see, like, if anybody is really left on Needy's side after all of this, because it really doesn't seem like it. Do you think? I know it doesn't. But, you know, what's interesting. I was just seeing this week on social media, Nini and Portia were hanging out social distancing on her front lawn. Mm. And, you know, the two of them had a falling out this season, but they rekindled. Right. Um, And Portia has been sort of vocal about how it's great to have. Nini back in her life, especially for PJ to have Aunt Nini. Yeah. So, I mean, I do think that Nini has a spell over some of these women and like she'll fight with them, but somehow will like hypnotize them back into her, her life. Right. And I mean, I'll, it'll be interesting to see what Cynthia has to say because she and Nini have been friends for a long time. Right. A very long time. And there they went through a huge falling out mm-hmm. this season. Again, sort of made their way back to each other. I mean, their their relationship has always been more solidified like before the show. So I think that right. does help when it comes to if these friendships will last. Like, was there meat and bones to the friendship before cameras got involved? Yeah, I don't and know. And I think that sort of helps... But when it comes to Nini and Kenya, I do not think there's meat on those bones. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. I really don't. So I'm super excited for this finale, even though it's a virtual, I mean, reunion, even though it's a reunion. Virtual. Yeah. What I think is hilarious too is Andy Cohen posted on Instagram this week that he was recording it not wearing yes. pants. I just, love that. <laughs> just uh, from the top uh, was dressed. Yeah. Just like, uh, just like all of us doing these just interviews. Like all of us. Yeah. Who cares? Who cares right. what anyone's wearing? Nobody's going to see you. I mean, it's just chest up. So whatever. <laughs> I, I love it. 
so now the finale for Real Housewives of Atlanta wasn't the only thing that was affected by the coronavirus. We now got word that uh, Real Housewives of Potomac was actually delayed until oh God, later this summer. And it was supposed to premiere on May 3rd, but now it's going to air sometime this summer. So I guess so they have enough content to last them through the summer. Yeah, it's kind of crazy because... Obviously, a lot of things have been delayed in the entertainment world and, you know, everywhere else. But Real Housewives of Potomac had an actual date, like you said. It wasn't like, oh, it's coming this spring. It wasn't, you know, as vague. Like they had a date and time and they had a trailer released and they had photos. So for this to be delayed was kind of a shocker. I even reached out to some of our sources at Bravo to ask why. I haven't heard back. So I don't know if there's a definite answer. Mm -hmm. I guess my theory would be New York and Beverly Hills are just knocking it out of the park. Yeah. That maybe they're like, let's let that keep going for a little bit. I think so. I kind of feel like because they have... New York and Beverly Hills running right now that since they don't have production going on in anything else, they wouldn't have had anything for <laughs> that's later a on. Good point. That's so a good I point. think that's probably why. So it's like, OK, we'll at least, you know, give the Housewives fans something over the summer because we're not going to have anything else like they won't have OC. You know, they were right. in OC was in the middle of filming, which Bronwyn actually tells us about coming up. Um, but now that they really wouldn't have anything else. So that's what I'm thinking because yeah, it seems that's like, it, that's good. It, it seems like this kind of got, um, pulled really quickly because we were actually supposed to talk to some of the ladies next week. Right. And I think this, this was kind of like a, a last minute game time decision, but I, I think yeah. it does make sense. So it gives us something to look oh, forward absolutely. to. I mean, yeah. we are so enthralled with New York and Beverly Hills as much as I love Potomac and was really excited about that season five trailer. I think. At this point, I'm used to waiting for so many other things to come out this year that I can wait for Potomac, I guess. I guess, I guess. (laughs) So some other ladies making news, even though Vicky Gumbleson isn't, you know, a housewife anymore. She is the OG of the OC. And she was uh, slammed this week for saying that beauty salons should reopen out in California, you know, before, you know, everything has been lifted. So a lot of people were kind of going after her. How many times does this woman have to put her foot in her mouth? Seriously. I mean, obviously, we all know she's the OG of the OC, but within the last decade or more, she has said some really weird shit. And this one, just add this one to the list. I mean, she tweeted that she wants hairdressers and nail nail salon techs to go back to work. Uh, Vicky, we know you need your roots done, but this is not an essential service, honey. No, okay. it's not an essential service, and you're not living in Georgia because we know that's going on there. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, but, like, it's just... You know, it's people. I know so many people want to get back to work and I totally get it. We're all going stir crazy. It's all been a big economic hit for a lot of people. But, you know, people's safety is really what's important. And I mean, then you have Kelly Dodd, who's saying that the coronavirus is God's way of thinning, thinning the herd. It's just like. Don't drink and tweet or go on Instagram live. Don't do it. Just don't. (laughs) And this like this verbiage of saying God's way of thinning the herd. What is she? Some shaman? Right. It's so bizarre. It's It's so bizarre. I mean, she was called out for it, obviously, Mm -hmm. and went online and gave a video apology, which I think was good, obviously. And she Mm -hmm. called her comments ridiculous and stupid and said she didn't mean it. I mean, again, it kind of goes to the age old theory, like, would she have apologized if she didn't get 
called out. I don't no know, way. But, no way. It's right. like if, if people agreed with her, she would have been like, yes, I made a great statement. But no, it's like that's <laughs> right. not what people are thinking right now. And, because you know, she of, was like, it's not what I meant. It's like, well, OK, what did you what mean? did you mean? <laughs> right. Because I don't really know a, a different way around that statement. Right. But, yeah. That was a pretty concrete. That it statement. really is. <laughs> what interesting, interesting, interesting. Um, Crazy. Let's move on to Beverly Hills, because this was also a great, great episode this week. And I think for, you know, we really saw a different side of Erica Jane. She yeah, was we getting really super did. emotional about her husband, Tom, and their, you know, 30 year age difference. And uh, Garcelle kind of went all in. She's like, I don't know this girl. I don't care. I'm going to ask her about her sex life. <laughs> oh, it was perfect. I loved it because, you know, you know, it's, it's no secret that there's a lot of relationships, especially in Hollywood with the older man, with the money and the younger, pretty blonde. We get that story, but like secretly we want to know like how much sex is happening. Yeah. Is it a real relationship? And Gar- Garcelle read our minds. It was like, I'm going to ask. Yeah, <laughs> she did. And you know, Erica was super honest about it. She's like, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's not great. I mean, I, don't know how really it could be, but you know, right. Um, but it's, you know what? I think in the bigger picture, she doesn't really care about that. That's just one small aspect of their relationship. It seems like they just have a really strong, special bond. And I mean, you saw that when he said how proud he was of her, uh, for doing Chicago and she started crying and like, and how great he is with her son. So, you know, this, this relationship goes a lot deeper than just sex. Yeah, we don't get to see Tom a lot on the show, which I think is probably for the best. But, you mm-hmm. know, this week's episode, as you said, was super cute because it, I do think it showed that they do have a special bond. And he really cares for her. Or she cares for him, that there's love there. And, you know, all relationships are different. And I think they're happy with what they have going on. And that's all that matters. Definitely. And I actually spoke to Erica a, a couple of weeks ago, but she did talk a lot about her relationship with Tom. So take a listen to this. How are you and Tom doing? We're good, thank you. Are you guys getting on each other's nerves at all, or are you? Well, actually, we've had a really nice time. I was just telling everybody that um, we've had a great time together. Uh, last night for dinner, we had steak and mashed potatoes and key lime pie, and just you know, it's because there's no one else and there's nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. It's been kind of nice to reconnect. Yeah, it's like you guys have a have like a date night every every single night. Every night at the kitchen table. Yeah, that is nice. That's so nice. I mean, because was he with you in New York when you were on Chicago? So you guys were kind of doing like the bi-coastal thing for a little while. Well, I was there totally exclusively. Like, right. Yeah. One day off. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And like I said, was it was it hard doing that long distance marriage or are you guys? You're- well, we have 20 years under our right. belt, so we're OK. you know it was like a lot of phone calls and a lot of you know how's everything going okay everything's good bye Mm -hmm. yeah he must have been so proud of you though very proud proud. sure well he was the first you know person to believe in me and cheerlead and so it was a great sort of I don't know almost a a 10-year journey this was kind of the great fruit of all of that that's good. Is there anything that you're nervous about watching back this season for you? Well, yeah, sure. I mean, you know, I talk about my previous sex life. I think that's one of the things that jumped off the whole thing. Yeah. So I don't know. I know what I said that night. I don't know what they're going to put in. You know, you never really know. And right. then a lot of time has passed since then. So I'm like, ooh. 
Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, was, well, that, down, yeah. was, was that something that you were planning on sharing or is oh, it? God, no, 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 because I never go in with a set agenda. I think that that's a bad idea unless you, you know, are know that you have to answer certain questions or something, but to go in and no, no, it was very, what was Tom's reaction when he saw the trailer for that? Tom didn't watch the show, honey. <laughs> you don't care. I mean, I don't think that something I did 30 years ago should have impact on what I, my life today. And I really don't care who judges me for it, to be quite honest. No, it's totally, so is he going to be binging since you guys have so, many, so much time together? Are you guys going to be binging the show well, together? You know, he works a lot. He still has a firm to run, you know, from home. So, and he's a news guy. Mm-hmm. So he's attached to CNN and the phone. Yes. So he's not keeping up with the housewife. No, 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 no. <laughs> he's got more. Yeah, but uh, wait, hold on. In the true sense of Tom, he will watch when he's on. Oh, he will. Yeah. Oh, he's going to watch when he's on. Like, when is our episode on, hon? When do they show the one where everybody comes down? He's going to watch his his role, you know. His, right. Yeah, he's yeah. not going to watch anything else. No. Just his scenes. Yeah, that's all he cares about. You know, I think a lot of people forget that they've been together for 20 years. It's, this right. is not it's not just, like she just married him last year for the money. Right. Yeah. Like she has been in it for the long haul and, you know, and and they built a great life together. And she said, right. you know, yes, he makes a lot of money, but he's also a really great guy. So. Right. And when they so they've been together around 20 years. So he would have been around 60 when they met. Like, yes, it's mm-hmm. not like. She married some 95-year-old with a billion dollars in the bank. Right, yeah. They they met, and she was, you know, still younger, but I don't know. We've seen weirder things. We have seen weirder, (laughs) much weirder things. I also love seeing throwback photos of Erica Jane, like when they did that last uh, with um, a photo of Tom and her son, and she just looks like a totally different person. I love it so much. Completely different person. (laughs) And clearly she has no shame in the game because there's been a little bit of nip and tuck going on there. She looks fabulous. She looks great. I love her. Let's talk about (laughs) um, going off of the couple news. You know, Garcelle opened up a lot about her family life and- Ooh, that was so good. Um, yeah, I like didn't realize or like I had forgotten that her husband cheated on her. She blasted him in an email that got leaked to the press. So everybody oh God, knew that blasted. he cheated. Yeah. So this was kind of crazy. Yeah, also, I had no idea until I saw the episode that I knew that she had gotten a divorce, but I didn't know that he had had an affair, nor did I know that it was for five years. It's not five like years. he slept with someone like four times you know, five years ago, like the woman text him, I love you. I mean, it, this was like a full blown affair. affair. Oh, full blown. Like when she said five years, my jaw hit the floor and I'm like, me too. How? Like that is so much work to keep up so two relationships work. like that for, for five years. Like that's crazy. Right. Um, and then, I mean, I've never been cheated on to that degree. I can only imagine the psychological toll that it must have taken on Garcelle. Oh my God. I can't even imagine. And you know, her poor kids, she said that they were, you know, really young at the time when this happened, but now, you know, they're going to have to relive it as well. And we actually talked to Garcelle about that and, you know, about her family life and what it would be like reliving her divorce on cameras. So take a listen. But was it hard for your kids to adjust to something like this? Cause this is something totally different. I would imagine. Yeah, totally different. I mean, we go to premieres where they get dressed up and they take photos, but it's a different thing to be in your house. And, you know, it's like the camera crew's coming. We got to get ready. 
So yeah, I mean, they're excited because their friends and their friends' moms are excited that I'm on the show. But uh, and they were excited. But sometimes it was like, oh, we don't want to be on camera. And you know, I either bribed them or I yelled at them or something. <laughs> you know, what did you bribe them? Stuff. Yeah, <laughs> bribe them with video games, right? <laughs> exactly, and cash. They like cash. They actually said to uh, to me, "Are we getting paid because we're in it for the money?" <laughs> Who are you? I love that. That's hysterical. I'm so excited to see them. Is there anything that you're nervous about watching back this season? You know, a hundred percent. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Um, in terms of like, you know, what I reveal about my life and, you know, you know, having to relive my divorce. And then I had to sort of tell the boys recently that, you know, that's going to come up because there were only three. So having to relive that and having to share some of that with them, um, you know, it was hard. It was inevitable that we'd have to talk about it. But, um, you know, that's tough. I also had to bring up the fact that mommy was in Playboy. <laughs> um, so that was a conversation we had to have. Um, was that, was that, I'm sure that was an awkward conversation. A hundred percent. And I was like, have you ever Googled it? Have you heard about it? And they were like, no. And I was like, okay, that's good. Yeah, um, that. <laughs> but now I probably planted a seed. I don't know. But I think all of it is, you know, part of my journey and um, I'm trying to, you know, find my person. And in that journey, you have to sort of, you know, be out there. Yeah. I mean, is that going to be hard for you watching, you know, your, your breakup, you know, kind of relive that whole thing? Yeah. I mean, the breakup isn't on the show, but yeah, definitely reliving, you know, good times that we had, um, may be a little awkward to watch, but I think, you know, I'm a tough girl. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, you mentioned that you have to like kind of rehash your divorce, but you guys are in a really good place, right? You guys are great. And, you know, you have a really healthy relationship, which I think everybody's looking forward to seeing. Thank you. We do. And that was really important, not only to me, but to Bravo and also to Mike. I mean, the thing is we worked really hard to put the kids first and be able to co-parent. I mean, he's at my house for Thanksgiving. He's here all the time so that I didn't want to, in reliving it, I don't want to hurt my family because no matter what, we're still family. Yeah. I mean, was there anything kind of off limits for you or is everything kind of out on the table? Um, was anything off limits? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I should have rethought that when I signed my contract. <laughs> um, no, not really. I mean, yeah. well, no, actually there was something that I didn't want to share and I didn't think I was going to share right away, but I talk about my older son and his struggles, mm -hmm. um, which will be played, you know, which I'll talk about in the show. And that's something that I really wasn't ready to, but I think authentically it came up. And so I think I had to talk about it. Yeah. And was that difficult for you or, you know, oh, oh my God, it's still difficult. I still at night think about, you know, I just don't want to hurt him in any way. He's in a really good place. And I'm a grandmother now. Yeah. Hashtag young grandmother. Yeah. <laughs> you are. But, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, that's my life and I'm not the only family that has gone through, through this. And then hopefully people will, um, sort of connect with me on that front. Yeah. Is that something that you had to talk to your son about? Like, that you were yeah 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 we had to I had to have so many talks yeah with so many people <laughs> right. because you know if you're in my life you'll be on the show and so you know and that was something that I had to really take in consideration with you know obviously with Mike and obviously with the boys so that everybody was okay because if they weren't okay then I wouldn't do it I wouldn't have yeah. done it 
You know, I really like Garcelle. You know, when you're when you become a housewife, you kind of have to lay it all on the table. And it seems like that's what she's doing. Yeah, she's not fearful of sort of opening up about her life right. and being honest about her story. I mean, I have a hard time believing that no one's going to feel bad for her. I mean, I think we're all going to be team Garcelle by the end of this. Oh, totally. Definitely. Definitely. That definitely. poor guy better hide. <laughs> yeah, he really should. But it seems you know. like, you know, she said that they, they have a really good relationship now. You know, she just said that, you know, they have Thanksgiving together. So it seems like they've put their differences in the past. And I mean, kind of hey, good on. on her. Good on her. Damn. I don't know if I could do Ooh. that after a five-year affair. Oof, right. And actually, this week's episode, I think one of the producers asked her, like, so whatever came of that yeah. woman? And she said she didn't know. So something tells me, you know, when this uh, affair came to light, he probably was like, I have to just wash my hands of all of this all too of messy. This. Yeah. Because I think she would have admitted if they were still together. Oh, I think so, too. You Maybe know. that's why she let him back into the into her life because I don't know right. if I would be able to have Thanksgiving dinner with the mistress oh, like no. that. <laughs> no oh way. God. All right, let's move on to our clip of the week. We knew each other before I married J.P. Morgan's grandson. And you know what? You're a very smart, powerful woman. When you threw out the explicative, is that the worst? Know, you said, you said, you were just an accessory. I go, where'd you pull that out? I thought it was an accessory. Why'd you say that? has failed. You know what? Lose Mortimer, lose Morgan. It's all good. Can you say Agnes? I'm talking to no, my I'm friend. No, I'm not saying I know 17 you know years. I want to talk to her about what she said to me last night. 1985 is Joe, what was our clip of the week? All right, let's get into the clip of the week because it, let's go back to New York. Last yes. night, it was absolutely insane <laughs> because as much as we love Leah and as much as we're learning to love drunk Leah, she is not scared to speak her mind against these <laughs> ladies, not. not only in the confessionals, but right to their face. And when she gave it to Sonia about the Morgan yacht having sailed, it was too good. <laughs> it was, the Morgan yacht has sailed. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It doesn't seem like Sonia was even too bothered by it, especially the morning after maybe she didn't remember no something <laughs> tells me she forgot <laughs> totally but i mean but, leah has a point to some extent i mean obviously when you're drinking you don't necessarily find the right words but you know a lot of these ladies still sort of cling to their lives years and years ago and right. yes it is their lives but like to leah's point it's like Stop going on about things from time to time. Just be you now. Right. You know? Yeah. Live in the moment now. Don't st stop living in the past and what right. you had. And, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I get it. I get it. But maybe not the best way to go about it. <laughs> yeah. Just keep your mouth shut next time. <laughs> totally. All right. Let's move on to our exclusive interview of the week. So while we have to wait a bit for the new season of Real Housewives of OC, I spoke to Bronwyn about her time in quarantine with her husband and seven kids. Ooh. And oh, I know. And what the new season is going to be like without Tamara and Vicky. Take a listen. Have you guys been filming at your homes at all? Like like on computers and things like that? Are you like filming yourselves in quarantine? We are trying to do what we can. You know, we know that we have this really unique opportunity to to capture this moment in American history or the world's history. Yeah. Um, and we are doing our best with what we have, obviously, you know. Um, but I, I do think 
I do think it's important, you know, we can't just go from, oh, and then, and then, you know, this happens. So no, we are gonna do what we can to talk about it um, just for what we have at home. Mm-hmm. Just because I, I don't know if any of us can come out of this the same way we went in. I know I'm not going to be able to. Yeah. So I definitely think there's gonna have to be some sort of way to describe what is happening to everyone right now. Sure, and I mean, a big change, a big change coming out of next season is going to be that Vicky and Tamara are no longer there. How does that change the dynamic of the group? For better or for worse? I mean, I, it, I think for, I think for me, cause I can only answer that for myself. For me, it makes it a lot easier. Um, I do love Tamara. I've always gotten along with Tamara. Uh, even now, you know, we still we still text. So, you know, I, I do miss her. But I think it's been really nice because a lot of the, the group dynamics were forced to switch. And sort of, you know, people were like, okay, we have to work through some issues now because I'm not going to just go off in this direction with this person. So um, I, I personally feel so much closer to everyone that I'm filming with this season than I did last season. I feel like there, it just made it a lot easier to open up to everyone because everyone was sort of, you know, finding their place again. And it just kind of, it made my relationships with everyone much more authentic, yeah. much more. I mean, how does it change for Shannon? Because did you get closer with her? And were you shocked that Tamara and Vicky unfollowed her because of everything going on with Kelly? Well, okay, keep in mind that if I were to literally throw like a ball out my front door, I will hit Shannon's house. <laughs> so Shannon and I have gotten a lot closer. One, because when we work together but and we're friends, we literally live together. Yeah. Um, so, you know, she sent the Easter bunny to my house the other day. So it was very cute. Um, so yeah, Shannon and I have definitely gotten closer just because I see her all the time. Sometimes we plan to see each other. Sometimes we literally run into each other. Uh, so that's been really nice uh, to take what we have on screen and make it, you know, a year-round friendship so organically. Yeah. Um, and then, wait, what was the other part of the question? <laughs> uh, were you surprised that Tamara and Vicky unfollowed her? And was she upset oh. about that? You know what? I wasn't because when we all got um, asked back and Tamara, and Tamara wasn't, I actually called her and she told me she then followed all of us. And it wasn't personal. It was just because it hurt. And I I totally understood that. She wasn't unfollowing us because she was mad at us. She just needed to take a little break to kind of protect herself. And I think everyone can understand that. I mean, I know in my own life, I've unfollowed people on social media, not because I didn't like them, but just because, you know, there was something about it that made me feel not great. So no, I I don't think Shannon took it personally. I think she kind of understood that Sometimes you just, you got to do what you got to do to protect yourself. Right. And then do you pay attention to anything that Vicky says anymore? Or are you kind of happy that that chapter is closed? I mean, not really. We don't live in the same town and we don't have any mutual friends outside of the show. So it's not really something that ever comes up in my my day-to-day life. (laughs) And I know we still have a little while, but what are you hoping fans learn new about you in the upcoming season? Like you said, we're kind of in the middle of filming and a lot of this is going to change a lot of things, but what are you hoping fans learn about you? Um, I, I come into this season, uh, at a very interesting time in my life. Uh, and I, I open the doors completely up and I let them, I let the, I let the cameras in the world and everyone into something that 
I, at first I was like, I don't know if I can do this. I really don't know if I'm strong enough. So I think that a lot of the viewers are going to see a much stronger side of me and a much vulnerable side of me. And the fact that, and I always say this, but I think it's really hard for people to, to hear. No matter how many times people say this, it's hard for people to hear. That sometimes what you see on Instagram when everything is great and perfect, that that's not true. And I definitely think for me that there's going to be more of a humanized aspect to me. Um, I think with anyone on these reality shows, sometimes people forget that we're people and they, they make us into characters. And I really think with uh, everything that, that you're going to watch happen in our lives, you're going to be like, okay, she's not a character. She's a person. Exactly. How has this been on your marriage? <laughs> Oh my God, people were not supposed to be together this much. Um, <laughs> Finally, a real answer. Everybody's like, we're great, we're doing fine. I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> no, no, they're lied. I mean, I, I think we've got like the other day, he walked into the room and I just wanted a moment to myself. And in my head, I'm like, please don't acknowledge my existence. Please don't, just don't even look at me. Please don't acknowledge me. Can we just pretend that we're by ourselves? <laughs> like, I mean, no, like I didn't realize there's like, and it sounds crazy too, because in this sound, I know we're very blessed. We've always had a housekeeper. So this is the first time that I'm doing everything. So little things that didn't bother me before, I think I gave him like a five minute lecture on how to get the clothes into the hamper, not next to it, like into it, into it, you know, just, I mean, it's definitely we still have a sense of humor, mm -hmm. I would say. And I joke uh, that I haven't fed him to the tigers yet. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't go all Carol Baskin on him yet. <laughs> exactly. You know, like I, I saw that movie. I know what yeah. to do. But um, <laughs> no, definitely like he, he has an office he can still go to because he let his, um, he let everyone that works with him go home about a month ago. So he can't get away. So yesterday I was like, so when do you go in the office? Yeah, you should. You should totally go. <laughs> <laughs> you need that time, I promise. Oh, go work, go work. <laughs> so I'm guessing you guys haven't snuck out to the secret love apartment during quarantine? No, no, we have been in this house. We are, I mean, we really are trying to keep our circle as small as possible. Yeah. So only he goes to the grocery store. Um, I haven't been, I haven't done anything. So we, I, the only thing that I do are the hospital drop-offs of supplies. And that's basically just opening my trunk and they take everything out. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. so no, our, our circle is like tight. Yeah. Have you guys been doing like date nights or anything like that? Or you're like, I don't even have time for that. I barely have time to shower. <laughs> we don't even have time to, I mean, we go on walks. We have been going for walks around our neighborhood, which is very healthy for us. It gets us out of all the kids, but it's hard for us even to go anywhere in this house because we have children in every room. And now with Douglas here, our movie theater is his room because we ran out of bedrooms. So, I mean, we're out of space. We're yeah. You're like, we are filled to the brim. I mean, you yeah. guys recently celebrated what, 25 years together? Well, we've been together for almost 26, but our uh, anniversary just happened, our 20-year wedding anniversary. Oh, that's that's incredible. Congratulations. Yeah. I mean, what's the secret to your long, long marriage? I mean, you guys have been through a ton of stuff together and seven kids, that's a lot. I mean, I have two answers. One is like my comment, my comedic answer, which is we have so many kids at this point that we couldn't get divorced because then one of us <laughs> stuck with them all the time. Um, but the real answer is we talk. And we talk about the hard stuff, you know, uh, when I, I get anxiety. So it, well, I'll have days I'm like, I have really bad anxiety today. So not today, or I'm feeling this, or I'm feeling this. And 
we have, through the years, stopped trying to be the perfect versions of ourselves around each other. And it's and saying what we need, you know? So, and I really think that's the thing is the communication. When we first got married, we were so young. We were in our early 20s. And we had this idea of what marriage was and who we were supposed to be. And once we kind of blew that all up and realized that that illusion that we'd bought into wasn't real, it really made it easier for us to be like, okay, this is who I am. I am flawed in many ways. Do you still love me? And when we're both like, yes, I do. It just made it so much more open and real and honest. So are you going to miss Tamara and Vicky this season? I have to admit I am. Yeah. I, I, uh, I didn't expect to, but when it was announced that not one, but two of them were not going to be there. I mean, I miss Bethany on New York. So, you know, as much as you love to hate some of these women, they do have a role to play. And I think Vicky and Tamara do, even though I get annoyed at them from time to time. But, yeah. you know, OC has fallen down on my list of favorite franchises. Me too. Basically to the bottom of the list. Sorry, ladies, if you're listening. But I, I fear that without Vicky and Tamara, I mean, who knows? Maybe I'll like it more. Yeah. But um, they were an integral part of it. And I, I feel like Bronwyn's probably happy because she was a newbie and she may have a little bit more time to shine without Yeah, them. it seems like she is definitely happy because she and Vicky did not get along. No. And now, I, you know, when I asked her, you know, have you talked to her? She's like, we don't even live near each other. We don't talk to each other. It's, and it seems like her and Shannon are probably going to get a lot closer this season. So right. we'll have to wait and see what what's going to happen because like we said, we don't even know the timetable of when this show is going to be back, when they're going to be back up in production. And she said, you know, this whole time has really changed a lot of things and it's probably going to change the season going forward. So we'll oh, see. Oh, completely. I oh. mean, I, I would guess we won't get it till the end of 2020. Maybe. Maybe. They'll even push it to the beginning of 2021. Like you said, I think Bravo is looking at their schedule and just shifting things around by the day. <laughs> oh, totally. Totally. Like so many other networks. It's, it's yes. crazy. All right. Let's go on to who is being such a liar, Camille. You're such a f***ing liar, Camille. This is one of my favorite segments because we get to call out people for lying because housewives really know how to fib, don't they? <laughs> they do. They do. But so mine this week, I really don't have a liar, even though I could have picked one. I just loved that Kyle Richards actually recreated this moment on TikTok and Camille um, commented on it, said that she was laughing her ass off, which I just think it's so funny that all these years later, we can all laugh about this. Oh, completely. Like even the housewives love quoting themselves. <laughs> they right? do. I mean, Kyle is recreating You're Such a Liar, Camille, on TikTok. Dorinda <laughs> loves saying make it nice anywhere oh, yes. she can. Mm -hmm. She loves clipping her way around the world. Yep. I mean, these, these housewives know that some of these iconic quotes have really like been ingrained into the Bravo fans heads. Uh -huh. So they're in it just like we are. Oh, they totally it's are. It's fun to watch. I love it. I love it. How about you? What was yours? Mine this week was I cannot get over Dorit and PK's beating around the bush when it comes to their finances. I mean, oh, yeah. no one's asking to see their tax returns. That's all for the courts and the legal things going on. But like something just seems so shady. I mean, the two of them giving the confessional this week, they look like two mobsters. They do. Had, they were like in black and white. He, his shirt was buttoned down to his belly button, basically 
she had on the leather hat. I was like, are they, did they just bust out of jail? Like, what is this? And I just don't think they're telling the truth about, I don't know. It's way too in the weeds for me to even figure out, but something's not right. Yeah. Something's going on. I mean, you're in all this legal trouble and then you go and buy an almost a $7 million home. Right. And and blast it around everywhere on the show and watch what happens live on Instagram. It's like, Ooh, probably shouldn't do that. Take a page out of Teresa and Joe Judice's book. Seriously. Yeah. No, definitely. I mean, it is a beautiful house, though. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's gorgeous. (laughs) All right. Let's go on to who's going to check us, boo? Who's going to check me, boo? Oh, I like this segment, too. We get to call out who's going to check us for something that cannot be argued with. Christina, what's yours? Ramona is the worst host ever. She really, really is a terrible host. (laughs) It's unbelievable. I mean, I I thought she was a shitty host in years past, let alone Uh on last night's episode when she was talking to herself while she was grilling and complaining. (laughs) I was like, what are you doing? First of all, you have on like 10 chicken breasts and 10 burgers. There's six ladies there. (laughs) And she had somebody there to help her too. Yeah. And then, uh, and then she was mad that everybody didn't clean up the kitchen while she left to go to another party. (laughs) Okay. Who, first of all, who hosts a party and leaves, let alone who hosts a party gets everyone, allows everyone to get wasted. And then at 10 o'clock at night, cause they timestamped it. She was like, well, I think I'm going to go check out that other party. It's like, you're <laughs> asking for your house to get trashed. It's amazing. <laughs> Seriously. It, she really was asking for it. And then Leah, even though she almost lit up the backyard on fire, <laughs> she did end up cleaning up the entire kitchen. She did. It was hilarious. I mean, I, it was funny too. My friend Ricky texted me last night and was like, how do these ladies, they're of a certain age, how do they wake up looking so fresh-faced after being so drunk? Yes. If I was that drunk, I, was, I would have to be like sleeping for like two days straight. I was thinking that too. I'm like, how do these women rally like this? Because I like have two sips of a drink and then the next morning I have like, I'm in bed for hours. Like, yeah, really- Leah was up in the morning with her like cute boyfriend jeans on and like yes. the crop top talking to Ramona like, oh, sorry. Yeah. Like, what? She, that was, that was impressive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, what about you? What was your- uh, I guess my check me boo of the week is- so Bridie looks really good on Luann. And really I think we does. saw that last night. I mean, she's never looked better physically. And seeing Luann be the sober one amidst <laughs> the ladies going absolutely apeshit was yes. not only refreshing, but I think just proves that like what Luann has done with her life has worked. And I think she knows it. We all know it. And, it, you know, we have talked about her starting to drink again this season. And yeah. I just hope that with what she's gone through that she can do it responsibly because, you know, everyone has their own journey and relationship with alcohol as we've seen with Luann and Dorinda and even Leah. So I'm not saying everyone has to be sober or has to be a crazy drunk person, but just do you and do you responsibly. Yeah, no, I mean, and you could tell that she is struggling. I mean, she, she admitted that she was struggling, that she wanted to drink. She was at that party and it's really hard for her. And you know, it has to be extremely difficult being in that type of situation. And she admitted um, that it was a hard time for her to be around the ladies drunk. She said that at dinner and then they continued to get drunk again. Right. It's like, thanks for your support. (laughs) She's like, I'm going down to the lower level. (laughs) Yeah. See you later. See you later. But you know, it's New York is really shaping up to be an awesome season so far. I know we're only four episodes in, but it's, it's really good. I know. And we're, we've barely seen them in New York. I mean, luckily we've gotten this little 
weekend trip to the Hamptons that lasted us three episodes. Seriously, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Totally. Next <laughs> week, though, they're back in New York, and apparently Leah is pissed about some dress she had to wear and throws it back in Sonia's face in a plastic bag, so I'm excited to see what that is about. <laughs> I'm so excited. And, of course, we are going to recap it all next week. Well, Absolutely. Joe, it's always a pleasure. Always so much fun. I just love, I love our Fridays where we can chat about it all. Me too. Me too. Well, that is it for this week's episode of Getting Real with the Housewives. Make sure to check back next week when we sit down with the one and only Cynthia Bailey. But if you need your housewives fixed before then, head on over to usmagazine.com where we've got you covered and make sure you listen on Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.